Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts with a look at California agricultural news. Early registration for the 2024 Crop Consultant Conference hosted by Progressive Crop Consultant Magazine and Western Region Certified Crop Advisors is now open. The popular event for certified crop advisors, pest control advisors, grower applicators, and industry professionals is the mainstay for all continuing education needs this year and will take place on September 25th and 26th at the Visalia Convention Center. Visit myaglife.com slash events for the early discounted rate of $275 per person, which includes the live conference, a trade show with 70 plus exhibits, first class dining, entertainment, and a mixer. We'll see you there. Los Angeles-based Produce Pay, the ag tech company recognized as one of the fast company's most innovative companies and the World Economic Forum's newest unicorn innovators for its transformational work strengthening the fresh produce supply chain, has announced $38 million in Series D financing. The round was led by Syngenta Group Ventures, the venture capital arm of Syngenta Group, one of the world's biggest agricultural technology companies that delivers science-driven innovations to help farmers all over the world ensure food security and address climate change. On a mission to transform the global agricultural industry by eliminating economic and food waste, Produce Pay's predictable commerce platform gives growers and buyers an unprecedented level of transparency and predictability in the increasing volatile fresh produce supply chain according to the company. Produce Pay will use the latest capital to accelerate its global expansion to Europe, Asia, Africa, and Australia, as well as advance the development of best-in-class technology and services, including comprehensive predictable commerce programs in partnership with leaders and innovators across the global fresh produce industry. To date, the company has supported more than $4.5 billion in fresh produce transactions globally. The company's latest partnership with Four Star Fruit, one of the world's largest growers and shippers of table grapes, created a first-of-its-kind predictable commerce program that has significantly improved efficiency and waste reduction in just the first six months. Since the start of the partnership in March of 2023, the program has enabled 90% reduction in rejection rate to nearly 0%, 31% fewer days in transit for fresh produce, 50% fewer stops along the delivery pathway to retail, 41% fewer days in cold storage, and a reduction of 356 tons of CO2e that would otherwise have been emitted from food waste. Produce Pay and its investors aim to replicate the success across more partners, more produce categories, and more regions around the world, according to the company. The commercial beekeeping industry is not above criminalization as the industry has fallen victim to criminals and has seen an 86% increase in hive theft between 2013 and 2024. Most of this is associated with almond pollination. Over this time frame, nearly 10,000 honeybee hives have been stolen with an estimated value of $3.5 million. The estimated financial losses to the commercial beekeeping industry are 60% greater, bringing a total loss for beekeepers to $5.6 million. 2023 saw the highest number of hive thefts in a single year to date, with some 2,300 hives reported as stolen. As the 2024 almond pollination event begins, so do thefts. Two separate thefts of 120 hives each, 
Two Humberbee forklifts and a trailer have already been stolen by thieves in the Central Valley of Fresno County. These incidents and the number of hives stolen are expected to increase as they normally do. Honeybees have been declared the most important living beings on Earth, and most people alive today recognize their vital importance to the survival of all life. Many agencies and organizations throughout California have been diligently working together to fight the issues surrounding hive thefts. A special California Rural Crime Prevention Task Force has been appointed to investigate and work to prevent beehive theft. This effort is supported by the California State Beekeepers Association, the California Department of Food and Agriculture, the State Apiary Board, the California Farm Bureau, local county agriculture departments, local sheriff's offices, and the Almond Board of California. For more information on how to prevent hive theft, there is a guide available. You can download it and share it with other beekeepers as well as farmers and neighbors in the area where you place your hives. For more information, once again, contact the Almond Board of California. The state of California recently announced several new investments aimed at helping farm workers upskill with the evolving industry, as well as find new career opportunities outside of the agriculture sector. The funding is part of a larger strategy by the Labor and Workforce Development Agency and Newsom administration to expand the number of agricultural workers within the education necessary to enter higher training programs, increase access to existing and emerging high-paying jobs in the agriculture industry, and improve job quality and wages. Recent investments include $9 million from the Employment Development Department to 11 organizations to research, design, and implement projects to train farm workers with the essential skills they need to pursue career pathways with upward mobility and higher wages. $10 million in funding available from the Employment Training Panel as part of an agriculture initiative to serve businesses and workers in the agriculture sectors, including food packing, food processing, irrigation, and fishing, and $7 million to Law Cooperativa Campesina del California to provide outreach on employment and training services to farm workers affected at Prima Wawona and other agricultural workers laid off throughout the state. California's 900,000 farm workers face disruptions and systemic barriers to employment. As the agriculture industry continues to evolve, there will be both opportunities and challenges for the workforce. Through education, training, and other supportive services, these state investments will empower farm workers to advance in their agricultural jobs or obtain employment in new industries. California Department of Food and Agriculture Secretary Karen Ross says these programs are key to attracting, supporting, and providing high-quality jobs and leadership opportunities for a diverse agricultural workforce. She says they greatly appreciate this funding to help agriculture's next generation accelerate innovation to solve problems and build opportunities and also help upskill the current workforce. The Almond Board of California has introduced a pioneering QR code initiative aimed to redefine consumer interaction with the almond industry. Placed in high-traffic areas, the billboard-sized QR code emphasizes transparency and stewardship in almond cultivation. With already hundreds of scans in just a few months, it addresses consumer concerns about water usage, pollinators, and waste. Understanding the tools and gaining access to high-quality data to measure the impact of soil health practices and make better informed data-driven decisions can help to close the feedback loop between the soil and farming techniques. Fresh will demonstrate how they have been tracking their infield carbon footprint and soil health by leveraging data to drive farm management decisions and improve the environmental impact of sustainable farming practices. A key piece of Braga's sustainable agriculture and healthy soils journey has been utilizing technologies such as agrology systems 
systems to measure and monitor soil health and carbon flux. Agrology tools monitor soil moisture, irrigation events, and a variety of other climate data points to help Braga understand what is happening in the soil. Additionally, this field day will include a live demonstration of Wilbur Ellis's autonomous spray drone technology, an overview of the passive spore trapping system called Sporonado, and feature advancements in automation and field equipment. The event is co-hosted by the California Marine Sanctuary Foundation and Western Growers. For more information, contact Western Growers. There's a few different reasons why an almond grower might have skipped some of the fall nutrition plan last year, one of the chief reasons being economics. Many growers pulled back when almond prices fell, and some felt they weren't able to fertilize like they should, or maybe it just got cut back into old-school-style fertilization like just nitrogen potassium, nothing else. Rich Kreps, CCA and soil specialist. The implications that that has, though, is you start creating your deficiencies. And uh, just taking one specific nutrient, and let's say it's zinc or something, um, and you're, you're deficient, you can see yield uh, fall by 10, 20%. So if yield fell by 20%, you're typically a 2,000 pound almond grower, you just lost 400 pounds, even at a buck 40, um, you know, that's a $500 nutrition program that's gone. So you want to keep everything up. And if prices are down, it's really important that your yield goes up. Um, so you're at least getting dollar per acre back to sustain your way of life. So uh, it's a big deal when you actually break it down economically. And guys, when they think, oh, I'm saving 100 bucks an acre and losing 500 an acre, you, you've got to be able to do the math on that and say, OK, there's a better way to come out here. Boron is another nutrient almond growers might have skipped in fall, but there might still be time to get some down. Boron is huge and it's critical for pollen, for the, the tubes, the viability, pollen tube elongation. Uh, boron is critical. You can certainly overdo it. And there are... Uh, high boron soils that the plant tried to take stuff in, you know, last season, but now going through a dormancy period may just not have enough. So you need to know where you ended up and then also start now comparing where you are uh, just after bloom, um, maybe three quarters of the way through leaf expansion. So plan for that this year so you know what those levels look like. Uh, but boron is one of those uh, nutrients that can also be applied foliarly, still get into one-year-old budwood and affect uh, your your pollination. Um, and as a matter of fact, at Pistachio Day, Louise Ferguson uh, was up speaking on behalf of the UC and it just talked about now uh, that it's critical if you are boron deficient uh, to make sure you get boron applied foliarly late dormancy to make sure uh, you've got what you need. And in almonds, we're there. Uh, we got a little bit more time right now in pistachios and walnuts, but in almonds, it's it's now. If you're deficient in boron, uh, you need a little foliar application right now to make sure that uh, you get the pollination you need. It's the same thing with zinc where you need to know the full situation before applying, but they're not going to be applied at the same time, Krebs said. So zinc is critical to seed production, and there was so much um, information that was gleaned from wheat crops and soybean crops and seed production and, and the importance of zinc uh, that now we've rolled it into permanent crops. And we know that it's it's huge in seed production, which in almonds, pistachios, walnuts, we're, we're making seeds. Uh, that's a big deal, but also for leaf expansion. So um, if you're floretted, you see that things come out with small leaves, maybe potentially deformed, or they're all real concentrated and not getting the leaf expansion you'd expect, probably a little uh, zinc deficient, but uh, critical element uh, early in the season that's needed heavily as well. So that's something to think about that, um, you know, as soon as you get the, the boron rate, you can start moving into zinc. And if you can't quite get enough of it in the ground, you're going to go foliar. And a lot of those micronutrients tie up very quickly when they oxidize in the ground. You're listening to My Ag Life. 
I'm Taylor Charlstrom. A federal district court in Arizona has vacated the registration for over-the-top applications of dicamba on dicamba-tolerant cotton. While the court decision came from Arizona, the decision is national in scope. The Ag Retailers Association disagrees with the decision, noting the determination should be made by a science-based regulatory agency. The association says the timing of the decision will be extremely disruptive to ag retailers, distributors, manufacturers, and farmers planning to use the products in 2024. The ARA points out the farmers Farmers have already made their decisions about what varieties of cotton seeds they want to plant this year, and retailers are already stocking not only the seeds but also the herbicides the growers need for their systems. The decision comes after most planning is finished, and the ARA adds it's the worst possible time. Pacific Coast Fruit Company, one of the Northwest's largest independent produce distributors, is proud to debut its new name, Pacific Coast Fresh Company. The company's new name signifies the brand's commitment to providing fresh products for over 45 years and its evolution beyond produce to include dairy, protein, grocery items, fresh cut foods, prepared foods, a fresh floral program, and fresh local king harvest hummus. In addition to exemplifying that they are fresh food distribution experts, the name change is also emblematic of their continued commitment to innovation, technological advancements, and customer services, according to the company. The Energy Information Administration predicts renewable diesel production increased by 30% annually in both 2024 and 2025. In its latest short-term energy outlook, the EIA says renewable diesel production will average approximately 230,000 barrels per day in 2024 and expand to 290,000 barrels per day in 2025. In comparison, production averaged approximately 200,000 barrels a day at the end of 2023. Renewable diesel production capacity has expanded significantly in recent years years. EIA data shows capacity was 1.75 billion gallons a year in 2022 and had reached 3.85 billion gallons a year by November of 2023. The EIA also announced it is reducing U.S. crude oil capacity forecast by 120,000 barrels per day beginning in March. That prediction comes after Phillips 66 plans to permanently stop processing crude oil at its rodeo refinery in California next month. The company is planning to convert the facility to produce renewable diesel. The Federal Milk Marketing Order System Revisement Public Hearing has concluded. National Milk Producers Federation Senior Vice President of Member Services and Governance, Chris Galen. The process that began more than two years ago, National Milk had some deliberations internally, and then we had a number of our member cooperative experts meet in 2022 and the first part of 2023 to come up with some proposals. And those were submitted to USDA last spring, and here we are now almost a year later, and at least we've reached the point where USDA has just completed its public hearing process to hear ideas from our group, from other cooperatives, from other trade associations, from processors about what needs to happen to revise and update the milk pricing system. After starting in August, this hearing concluded at the end of January, wrapping up after a five-month duration. What's going to happen now is there's a quiet period where groups like ours have 60 days to submit additional comments and some summaries of everything that we heard we presented. Those are due April 1st. And then we would expect probably by midsummer, USDA will come out with what's called a recommended decision. It's not a final decision, but it's basically their recommendation about what needs to happen. Galen is in hopes that final recommendations will be issued within a year. A sharp decline in the number of dairy heifers available to replace older cows existing in the U.S. 
A sharper decline in the number of dairy heifers available to replace older cows exiting the U.S. dairy hood could limit meaningful growth in milk production. The number of dairy replacement heifers has fallen almost 15% in the last six years to reach a 20-year low. While the global demand outlook for U.S. dairy products is murky due to export market uncertainties, any potential growth opportunities may get stymied by an inability to expand U.S. milk production. A new report from Cobank's Knowledge Exchange says the rising cost of rearing dairy heifers has far outpaced increases in heifer values over the last several years. The imbalance has prompted dairy farmers to reduce their replacement heifer inventories, doing so in large part by breeding more dairy heifers and cows to beef bulls. Farmers can cut costs associated with heifers and generate additional income from beef, according to Corey Geiger of CoBank. There may be a small window left this year to get a farm bill, but according to the American Farm Bureau Federation, time is running out. It's a challenge for sure, um, w- without a doubt. Ryan Yates, AFBF Managing Director of Government Affairs, talks about finding a legislative window for the Farm Bill as the extension is expiring on October 1st. This spring would be ideal. I mean, we've got, unfortunately, we've got appropriations uh, that need to be negotiated in the coming month. So if those run smoothly, I think that could open a pathway. But the House and Senate's failure to pass border security and foreign military aid bills amid GOP infighting over the party's election year strategy underscores how dysfunctional Congress is right now, and the clock is ticking. The longer you go past this spring, the more difficult it is, you know, in an election year in particular. So uh, I think there's a very small window that folks are, are looking at for this spring, and we're trying to be as vocal as possible to ensure that Congress knows what needs to get done. In the meantime, Yates says ag lawmakers on both sides of Capitol Hill have drawn lines in the sand on what compromises they're willing to make to get a farm bill, lines that have changed little from last year. To ensure the National Institute for Animal Agriculture continues to meet its mission, the Board of Directors adopted a new strategic plan. The Board adopted the NIA 2024-2026 strategic plan during their January meeting. This strategic plan focuses on four pillars. The first is convening. NIA is a top forum for convening diverse thought leaders in animal ag. Number two is leadership development, which empowers leaders to positively affect the future of animal agriculture. Three is communications and marketing, which disseminates resources to the industry. The fourth is fostering innovation in animal agriculture, which includes facilitating awareness of innovative technologies and practices that are economically viable and scientifically sound to improve the profitability and sustainability of animal agriculture. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcast and live and virtual events jcs marketing has the reach to inform educate and influence growers in the western united states everywhere you go you see west coast Net magazine on the, every one of my customers tables so that tells you everything that's that it's there so they're reading our my ag life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 